Hi there, it's Zev from Narrative. Have you ever had a great business idea but just didn't know where to start? Well, one of the first steps to building a new business is a domain name by Hover. That's because it's more important than ever to have an online presence and your domain name by Hover is your first step in building your online brand. Hover.com makes it quick and easy to find the perfect domain name for your business with over 400 available extensions. And with their connect feature, you can easily connect your Hover domain name to many popular website builders with just a few clicks. Plus, Hover offers free who is privacy, that's free who is privacy, that protects your personal information from being released online. Don't let the complicated search, sign up and connection process of other domain providers stop you from starting your online brand today. Hover makes it easy to get started, so what are you waiting for? Find your perfect domain name at hover.com forward slash reach. Plus, Narrative Live viewers get 10% off right now. If you use the promo code reach, that's R-E-A-C-H, or go to hover.com forward slash reach. It certainly feels like an election is around the corner, doesn't it, Eric? It feels like we're almost there, three weeks to today, and we will know, well, we won't know, we all have voted. I don't know if we're going to know the winners in a lot of these races for quite a while, because it's going to be a tough, tough counting. <laughs> yes, we have to wait for the voting to happen first, and then they count it. Yeah. And we have to check to see if there's a coup d'etat attempt. Yes. And I hope that last part is not a new tradition. I hope so too. Although clearly there's a lot of people running on just that platform on just being able to overturn whatever election results they don't like. Read the room, people. It's not going to work, guys. It's not going to work. You can try, but it's not going to work. So try something different. Dictatorship is so last year, but there will be a lot of voting and lots of votes to count. But the first day of early voting in especially Georgia has shown a tremendous surge in the amount of people voting, mostly favoring Democrats. So that's a good sign out of Georgia. It's not surprising one bit. Of course, Georgia is ground zero for the elections this year. A lot of people were hand-wringing on TV today. A lot of anchors were like, oh my gosh, we did, what, should we have done this differently? Do we make a mistake by not focusing on the economy? It's okay, people. This happens, you know, it, towards the end of an election campaign, there is a narrowing always. It's just the way it is. But the fact that it's only narrowed to basically a tie still, it's ridiculous because the Republicans just poured in zillion billions of dollars into their election fight, which had not been in before because the Democrats were in earlier with their spend, that it's not showing the results they need. And the argument they have is basically around the economy and inflation and all of that which when you break it down, doesn't really hold up. And we'll go through all of that. And then Guo, Chinese super spy extraordinaire who captured the White House by influencing all the important people that they needed to inside and outside the Trump White House and also how they engineered all of that. It's a fascinating story no one else has told. You're hearing it for the first time in The Dragon's Tale, episode five. And we're gonna reveal the truth about China's attack on US democracy. Every minute of narratives reporting Every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. We're very thankful to the hundreds of patrons who continue to step up and support narrative. Without your continued support, we could not produce these shows. They simply would not happen. Just imagine these stories would never come to light. Like you wouldn't know that China had this capture of the White House. You wouldn't know about the Garpy schools. These are so important. So please sign up to narrative's Patreon program at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative where truth lives. All right.
Let's get into the news, Eric. As I mentioned last week on the show, there should be no surprise to anyone that oil prices have gone up and that's affecting inflation prices because Mohammed bin Salman basically indicated he was going to do that last week. And there is no doubt in my mind that he's doing it in order to support the Republicans. We know that the GOP and MBS and certainly Trump and MBS have a deep relationship. And it's certainly within his interests to have oil prices go up, inflation go up, pricing go up, so that all of the supposedly nervous housewives out there vote for the Republican Party, which is exactly what the Republican Party is banking on, which is why they're talking about the economy so much, which is why they're blaming Biden for all of this. When in reality, it's not Biden's responsibility, it's Mohammed bin Salman's responsibility. And of course, the guy next to him, Vladimir Putin, who make up the main parties in OPEC. So when they decided to cut production a couple of weeks ago, it was a signal that this was coming, that prices were going to go up and that inflation was going to go up. You can't be voting for the Republicans just because some dictator who's in the Republicans' pockets, or the other way around, the Republicans are in his pocket. If they vote Republican, <clears throat> they'll be voting for Mohammed bin Salman, for Vladimir Putin, and a whole bunch of dictators that want to take over America. It's ridiculous. I have a rant coming on. I'm going to keep it brief because we oh. have a lot of stuff to do. But if we're going to talk about the economy and politics, first we need to get something down. We don't have economic reporting in this country. We don't have business reporting in this country. Not really. We have people that look at the casino results of the day on the New York Stock Exchange. Maybe if it's a fancy outlet, the Hang Seng or the FTSE, whatever, maybe there will be some cover gas prices. Ooh, the price of a commodity that I don't understand how it's priced went up or down. I felt that at the pump. Then you pass that over to the political people. We don't have real business or economic reporting, or we would have like, here's how much the Sinaloa cartel dumped into real estate this week. <laughs> it's true. You know, the Chinese futures are up on their 10% increase in economic espionage or any of the real geopolitical factors. Because there is so many of these economic forces and uh, frankly, espionage forces and other ways that other countries have to impact America, which is still far and away the financial engine of the world. We can't really have a real conversation, especially when a lot of those outlets for media are either penetrated one way or the other, money or agents with somebody's angle. Yeah. And not just, and nobody's having the real discussion. And frankly, maybe a lot of people wouldn't follow along at first, but it'd be really neat to have a real discussion about money in the world and what the real economic situation is. We just cut off China from the world semiconductor. And to the point that Biden passed, an, I think it's an executive order, right? Where as part of the legislation. If you have dual citizenship and you were of China and the United States and you work in the semiconductor industry and just set a stopwatch and said, you're going to stop working for China's semiconductor industry or you're going to lose your American citizenship. End of discussion. That's a major move in the economy. And what, bets aren't working on the economy? Last time I checked, Joe Biden's a Democrat and cutting China out of the supply chain and moving semiconductor manufacturing from China to Southern Ohio, which is the plan to put Americans to work with good paying jobs. That's not an economic plan, but the economy is not the price you pay at the pump. That's just a, an indicator. The economy is all these other factors, as Eric points out, you've got to look at everything he's done in terms of beating inflation. Not only has he kept inflation down by adjusting some of the oil prices by using the reserves, which is a really out of the box kind of way of thinking for the American citizens, but he's also invested so much money 
in the Inflation Reduction Act that he passed. There is so mm -hmm. much money that's going into helping you at home save every month. He has made that happen for Americans and Americans are still sitting there saying, I'd rather vote for Mohammed bin Salman and Vladimir Putin. Yeah. No, Absolutely. not Americans, but you know, 18 people on three networks yeah. are saying that. They're gonna hyperventilate about the economy and politics, and they're gonna overlook the fact that you took hearing aids, and this is a White House initiative. You take hearing aids that might cost $3,000 and you lower them down to a tiny fraction of that and it's over the counter now. That's real money in American pockets. And the fact that our media won't be straight about that's what the economic policy of this White House is or this political party is, it gives you real questions about who's paying them and why. It's, and it seems that is something they're quite willing to vote for rather than vote for the sensible policies of the Democrats. I don't believe it's actually the case. I think we're going to find out that the Democrats are going to do so remarkably well. But the fact that there is any hand-wringing about some polls or one poll that said that GOPs are doing better, fear not people, I just don't think it's happening. At the end of the day, that is the party of Vladimir Putin, that is the party of war, that is the party of China, that is the party of Mohammed bin Salman, of dictators who take away freedoms, who incarcerate people, who surveil people. That is the party of the GOP. And if you're going to be voting for them for a cut in the oil price, I mean... Some Stockholm syndrome there. Yeah. This is a guy who cuts up his critics into chunks, this yeah. Salman guy. If we're just nice to him, maybe he'll make it easier for us to drive around. Or maybe... It'll make it easier for him to stay in power. Yeah, exactly. This Friday, we'll finally see a Trump insider go behind bars for the first time for the crimes they committed related to January 6th. They have recommended a six-month sentence. I don't think Mr. Bannon is ready for six months in behind bars anywhere, but I, boy, am I excited that someone is going to jail for some of this. Bannon has a lot to answer for that he's not been indicted with, so being found guilty on this small charge of contempt of Congress is just a tiny, tiny little bit of the damage he's done to America. It gets the party started, right? Yeah. Fun until Bannon goes to prison. We have all been waiting. It's not fun if only Bannon goes to prison too. Oh, so no. I'm looking forward to others to join him. Donald Trump is gonna be subpoenaed. And if he does get subpoenaed, guess what? He's gonna be facing the same jail sentence if he doesn't wanna testify. Although now he's saying that he wants to testify live. We shall see if that'll happen. Big story from your part of the world, Missouri. Tell us what's going on with this shallow grave. So why is Missouri so important? It's the crossroads of America in all the good ways and all the bad ways. So you've had a lot of the January 6th insurrection planned here. You've got a whole bunch of people like to traffic human beings through the state. There's a lot of organized crime in general. And in this area depicted in this map, which is of the North St. Louis city area, this is where a new intelligence agency was supposed to go. This is the expansion of the West Campus of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which is going to be one of the most important facilities in all the Department of Defense for the decades to come. And the local aldermen who were portioning the land around this area, they were on the payroll of drug dealers who emigrated from Palestine and were had a conspiracy to cook up bath salts with Chinese chemicals, and they were doing some cigarette arbitrage thing. Anyhow, the Al-Mutan family has been sentenced to four years of prison each. And it's weird, the powers that be in St. Louis have been protecting their gas station, Ali Shell. They were slow on responding to the citizens of St. Louis who had asked for a hearing to shut this place down, which is the place that was owned by these drug dealing cats. And they had been dithering on this. And last week they said, okay, we'll have a 
hearing on Friday, but apparently right after that, around Friday of last week, some of the local residents said, hey, we just heard somebody was killed here on the 3400 block of 19th Street, just up the street from this shell where there have been a lot of people killed, there's a lot of drug dealing going on. And they said, hey, we heard somebody's buried around here. They called the police and the police sort of looked around and said, well, we don't see nothing and left. And so they were upset by this and they called the local alderman, Bosley. And normally you have to apparently bring a bucket of cash to get an alderman to call you back, or at least some of them. This guy called right away. Of course, about three of his colleagues are headed to penitentiary as we speak. He went up and responded to his constituents and he brought like a cadaver dog from the fire department and got some volunteers. And apparently they went and looked around the area until they found a place that had a lot of loose dirt and they started digging until they found a rib cage and a pelvic bone. Then they called St. Louis Metro PD, came by, and they said, oh, well, there, okay, I guess that's a dead body. And they're apparently calling this a non-criminal incident. And I just checked the Missouri Revised Statutes. You can't just bury human remains anywhere you want in St. Louis. For those of you at home wondering, I checked. You can't do it, so don't do it tonight. There is a lot of criminal activity that's being covered up by corrupt police and corrupt state politicians. And there are some people who seem to have a free pass to do what they will. John Collins, Muhammad, Jeffrey Boyd, Lewis Reed, who was the president of the Board of Aldermen, they didn't get a free pass. They've got a sentencing hearing in December and they're supposedly cooperating with federal prosecutors. Tony Weaver in the county, who is also on the payroll of these drug dealers, not getting a free pass. The drug dealers, not getting a free pass. However, it beggars belief that they only bribed the top end of St. Louis politicians, that they might've also had other people they bribed. In fact, the search warrant affidavit that was made public by Hal Goldsmith, the corruption prosecutor in St. Louis here, on John Collins Muhammad, suggested that it was not just tax abatement for properties, but also liquor licenses and other functions had a bunch of bribes attached to them, which kind of covers everything the government does. I don't know. How much do you have to bribe around here? It seems like quite a lot. But we're at the point of dysfunction here. The bottom line, we're hitting some bedrock in terms of how low can we go? People go, hey, you need to shut down this gas station. And then the city and the police are like, well, we're not going to give you the records around that. And then anytime you ask a tough question, an entire records building goes up in flames. So we had the children's division records building burned to the ground. Then the parole and probation office records burned to the ground. And most recently, as there's an ongoing litigation with the animal control center here and there's an issue around DEA controlled substances, I think, and some animal torture. It's really not very nice. But as soon as the DEA stuff came up, I think, in court, 10 tons of records were burned by the county because they said, oh. we've got a cockroach infestation. Well, she is supreme because he's the supreme leader again for another five years, at least, of the Republic of China. In his speech yesterday, I got a little nervous listening to him. He has got war in his eyes and in his tone. He doesn't mention America by name, but he certainly talks about Taiwan will be part of the Republic of China. Plus he indicates that there are stormy waters ahead, which I think he means potentially war. This guy's got amassed so much. Does he need to take over the entire planet? Apparently the answer is yes. That seems to be the intent. And that's what we're staring down at as Xi enters his third term, an unprecedented third term in the last five years. One day you'll tell the story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom.
a story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative. Where truth lives. <laughs>